5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Breaking. This just in. Breaking news. This is a special report on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here's Patrick Johnson. All right, so we got it a few minutes ago. We uh, posted it on social. We're bringing it to you now as we start things on a Monday here. Tristan Newton has uh, announced he's entering the transfer portal. So uh, Tristan Newton, the Pirates' leading scorer from last year and all AAC second-team selection will be taking his talents elsewhere. A big year for Tristan Newton, who joins one of two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, at least nine players uh, who have uh, jumped in the portal today from different, uh, different schools, different universities. Uh, just under 18, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, it's 3,000-point score. His brother, Juwan, in the portal as well, so could they be a duo? Don't think he's going out to UTEP. I think uh, the Texas deal is a possibility. Uh, of course, we know Steve Rockefort at Texas A&M recruited Tristan very hard to Greenville. Rockefort, a great eye for talent, was on Joe Dooley's staff, left before this season to go join Buzz Peterson out at A&M, so... I could see that happening. There's been some talk of uh, some SEC schools other than A&M. There's been some talk of some ACC schools. Ben, you've heard some different things. Uh, so we'll see where he winds up. I, I I don't think this is a surprise, though, as we welcome in Ben Byram. Well, I've heard uh, different the, things. I'm not sure if they're true or not. I, I, right. I well, lean I mean, that's more you, towards they're probably false. Well, there, there's, there's smoke, so there's probably a little bit of fire, right? Not saying it's a slam dunk, but could wind up at one of these places. By the way, uh, hello to you, Ben. You, you didn't really respond. How you doing, P-Man? Well, hey, did you see Did you see the slap? No, wait a minute. I thought you'd have the, <laughs> hey, Ben. That's what I thought you'd have. Here. Hey, Ben. Uh, there. So, oh, Nikki, did you see Nikki Novak on the red carpet? Always looking good. Oh, we haven't talked to her for uh, She's probably moved on from our little show, right? She's out there in Hollywood. I don't know any of these movies. So, here's the Batman. Um, yeah, I, mean, I Batman's guess. Batman's always just, a big blockbuster. You got Spider-Man so, out. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not a comic book nerd, Ben. I, I don't blame you. I'm, I respect that. The last movie I remember, what, like, sit down and we're going to watch this movie was the Halloween movie. And I didn't even notice our, our friend, our colleague Clark, uh, in his scenes. Well, no, if right it's Clark, me. that movie kind of sucked. I was. I mean, it was what it was. We watched it around Halloween. My yeah. wife and I did. She went to see it. So I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Um. So Tristan Newton is gone. Hey, I think this is interesting. I know Coach uh, Swartz is out recruiting right now as we speak. Going to be uh, gone for a few days. Back at Greenville later in the week. And I think that uh, he is at least hitting the ground running. That is a big blow, though, to lose Tristan Newton. Uh, Tristan had a phenomenal year, was a real bright spot, had some gr- – I mean, remember what he did against Tulane the overtime? Scored that like was the game's huge, last yeah. 14 points. It was amazing. 
So Tristan Newton, out, uh, has entered the portal. And look, it's not going to surprise me if you wind up with a lot more following him. It's not going to surprise me if you wind up with a good core of maybe half the roster saying, which I know half's a lot to go. But I, I kind of – the word I'm getting is that, you know, Coach feels pretty solid about three guys for sure as far as committed right now to, to really be – it's not to say the other people aren't committed to staying. But, I mean, there's just some there, – there, I think there's going to – and look, we talked to Mike Swartz last week. He seemed to understand – you know, this isn't going to be for everybody, right? I mean, like it or not, there is a new guy in town running the show. And it's either going to be something where you'll you'll want to, to buy into what he's doing. You'll want to do that. A lot of what I think Swartz is going to predicate his program on will be defense. And let's face it, Ben, uh, Tristan Newton, not a noted defender. Yeah, and I don't think that be, comes from a uh, from a talent standpoint when it comes to defense. No, it seemed a little bit I just more think of an unwillingness to, to, to play defense I, at times. I don't think he likes to play defense. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, he, you know, he – I mean, he, he was adequate enough, but, I mean, I, you know, I think you've got to be – somebody t- thinking A&M, and I must have had Texas Tech on the brain because I said, well, no way he's going to go there because he's got to – He'd have to play defense. But I'll put it this way. A&M, the, the I, I got it confused. I got A&M and Tech confused. But A&M, yeah, I could see that happening. But, I mean, look, I, Texas Tech may want him. You don't think he'd have helped them against Duke the other night? He's a Texas native, so obviously he probably yeah. was getting scouted in Texas anyways in the high school ranks, so he's probably got a lot of interest there right off the get-go. And, I mean, I'm don't sure think- he's got an interest to return back to his home state. So, you know, we'll see. It, it makes a lot of sense. Don't think he'll go to UTEP? No, don't don't think he'll go uh, to Rice, but we'll see. Let's go ahead and throw in North Texas and whatever other school well, Rice. Yeah, mm, no, I I, I I I wouldn't go that far. I mean Rice, I just think doesn't leap to mind as anywhere you'd want. I, I think anybody else has got as good a chance as any because of if they can put together an NIL deal. Or Texas may have a hell of an NIL deal. Well, I would hate to assume, but you think if he's leaving, you he would be generating elsewhere from some bigger, generating interest from from some bigger conferences and bigger schools elsewhere. That's a reasonable thought, but you know what I think a reasonable thought is too. What's that? If somebody came and were, was going to pay me a handsome NIL right, deal to go play now. there, I'd be. I don't care where it is. I think I'd go there. Look what Dion did, Jackson State. Well, you think Rice or or North Texas no. is willing to pay that kind of money for Tristan Newton? Don't don't know about North Texas. I know Rice would not. No, can't tell you about North. I, you don't yeah. know what they. You don't know what's going on out there. I mean, would SMU? You don't think he'd be a great fit at SMU? I, I I think that makes a lot of sense too. Houston? You think he'd be a great fit at Houston? I think that makes a whole lot of sense. That's up there on number one on my list for most. What makes the most sense is A and M tied with Houston yeah I'd agree Houston's got a shot if they want if they're in it and he wants to go there I can tell you this whoever he has entered the portal for be it one school or a dozen or everybody knows what's going on here um Pirates had their four-game winning streak snapped on the diamond we're gonna hear from Cliff Godwin a little later on in the show coach uh was Certainly not happy after what happened yesterday, uh, getting out to the lead and then 
kind of taking the foot off the accelerator. And then what winds up happening is VCU, who came in on a really hot streak coming into the weekend. They're always a solid baseball program. Yep. I mean, you talk about programs that have been close to Omaha. They have in recent times getting to a super regional or two. And then, you know, they wind up uh, beating the Pirates, what was it, 5-2 yesterday? Yeah, you got it. And, um, you know, hey, I think that as far as that goes, uh, a good week, a turnaround week possibly. My observation right now for ECU baseball entering the game against State tomorrow and then entering conference play is it is a pitching-by-committee situation. We saw Ryder Giles start Saturday. I don't know if that means we'll see him start next Saturday. I don't know what the plan is with that. I, but I think what you're seeing is the last two Sundays, you're plumb out of pitching. Yeah, and uh, Godwin's kind of mentioned that in a few uh, post-game scuffles, yeah. the fact that, you know, Ryder pitched good, but am I confident in having him in a starting role moving forward or – what exactly is his role? Or he even challenge the guys in the locker room, especially in that pitching room, who's going to step up? Because Carter Spivey and Sailor can't come in every game and try to make the save or try to save the ball game. So, yeah, I mean, well, great point. That is the situation with losing your ace, where you could get a bunch of innings burned up on game one of a series, uh, go deep into a game, and then, look, if you could trot – number two out there who's – I mean, it – Yeah. Well, it, it, you, it, we've reached a point now, and I think this will be the case. They have enough talent to beat everybody in a series that they're playing from here on out. Would would you agree with that, Ben? I mean, you, yeah, you I agree followed with that, this. For sure, yeah. I Without think they're doubt. the – I mean, you know, Tulane is probably – Tulane's really good, but I mean – and they're not saying there's not good teams in the American, but ECU's probably a little more talented – than yeah. all of the other programs, save Tulane. So now you've got Cooch Maynard having to assume the number one role. Doesn't mean he doesn't have the makeup or ability to do it, but you'd, you'd feel a lot better if you were going with Tulane or uh, with Cooch Maynard in game two and you were not uh, having to, to use him in game one. Because, again, I, I think you're going to get to the back end of a series. Uh, and... Without Wizenhunt, you're going to get to the back of a series, and you're going to, as I say, be kind of out of pitching. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw it they Saturday. Got, they got they started well, they, where they put Jake Hunter in as kind of yeah. um, a bullpen piece, and uh, there goes your Sunday starter. Unless they already playing Groves, but that might have been a guy you wanted to save for uh, tomorrow against NC well, State. Instead, they had to resort uh, to Jake Hunter, who was previously a, a rotation, a starting rotation guy. But you're instead of having all those options to throw at somebody Sunday and making it a bullpen, you know, you're, you're, you're able to get through a couple of games yep. and it comes down to Sunday, then it's anybody's, anybody's game. And maybe you've exercised a lot of guys out of the pen, as you noted there on Saturday, and, and you, you're having to take it one game at a time to win games at this point. We'll, we'll hear more on Cliff Godwin on that. The game moved up to four 30 tomorrow. So we'll be preempted, uh, the word is that I guess frigid temperatures. I'm looking; it's going to be in the 40s, but you know, I might be looking at something that isn't as advanced as the uh, numbers that they looked at. But they're moving it up to 4:30, so we'll have baseball coverage beginning at 4:15. Uh, ben, we got the tickets. Uh, we got two of them. Got a pair of tickets to the game tomorrow. 
And we'll make them yours now if you are a uh, caller. you got to come by the station and get them. We're not going to bring them out there for you. Come on. So if you pop by the station tomorrow before the game at 4.30, we'll leave them up front for you. 252-561-GAME. 252-561-4263 as we go to break. Uh, we'll talk some Final Four next. Brian Geisinger a little later in the show. Also Cliff Godwin later in the show. Might do some Pirate Report. Good-looking uh, deal with the two running backs and Mason Garcia at the scrimmage this weekend. Counts that I got. So let's uh, grab a break. We'll come back. Caller 5, Ben. I like it. Let's do it. All right, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. If you're Caller 5, got to come on the air with us. We'll uh, give you a pair of tickets to ECU NC State tomorrow night. Caller 5, you'll be a winner next. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers, and Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victra is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Visit pit-jobs.com to apply now. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-540-8816. 800-540-8816. 800-540-8816. That's 800-540-8816. 
You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold. 94.3 The Game. Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Bring it. (laughs) Bad Ben. I think it was a work, as they say in the wrestling business. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Or I think, I think Chris Rock thought it was going to be a little bit of a haha. Will and he took it seriously. Will Smith slapped the taste out of his mouth. Like Will Smith is smiling and laughing afterwards on the way back to his seat. So, I mean, how seriously am well, I supposed look, to take this? The that's, Oscars that's don't a, draw a dime. No, but that's several years of frustration <laughs> in that family, that relationship. Being Without a doubt. Slap, with, with the entanglements. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, what a, what a pleasant lady. I just, uh, this whole thing's just weird. Yeah, I think they're just trying to get ratings for the Oscars moving forward. They needed a big event, a big bang, a big something people are going to talk about. Oh, I mean, people are talking about. Yeah, I mean, it dominates Uh, social media. East Carolina, 67th in the uh, D1 baseball RPIs. Uh, I'm trying to see who's ahead of them in the conference. You were rambling on about something. Uh, maybe Tulane. I don't think Tulane's that good, though. I mean, they struggled with Dayton this weekend, and I think they only got that ranking early on in the year because they beat Louisiana Tech. I mean, anything ben. can happen in non-conference. Ben? <laughs> okay, it's hard I'm to sorry. win baseball games, Ben. <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know if you know that. It's hard to win baseball games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, and, that's the uh, go-to line, right? Well, no, it's, well, it's the truth. It's, it's a uh, – it might be a uh, – might be – being said because it's the truth. Uh, state is number 78. NC State, 15. And of course, they just swept uh, Georgia Tech this weekend. Oh, they dropped Northeastern, really killed them. Tulane is 91. So there you go. You might be right, Ben. Who am I? Uh, let's see here. Uh, who is it? Uh, Jeff was our winner. Is that correct? Jeff from Greenville. Okay. Didn't want to talk. You still you allowed this? We said you had to talk to him. I allowed it. I allowed it. He had okay. some extreme circumstances. I understand. I could be like a, a hollering kid or sometimes. something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good luck uh, to Jeff going out to the game tomorrow. So we'll uh, get Jeff hooked up with that. And uh, he was the winner of our uh, pair of tickets to see uh, NC State and East Car- uh, host East Carolina host NC State this weekend. That's a popular ticket. It's a popular ticket. It'll be a great environment out there tomorrow afternoon. I think fans will be all over. Stay bundled up. Apparently, it's going to be frigid. I mean, look, it was no great shakes out there uh, yesterday. Were you were you outdoors yesterday, Eddie? Uh, it was it was windy. It was windy for sure over the weekend. Yeah. So, do you have the weekend worst sounder? Hit that really sure quick. Sure do. Play that really quick. 
You blew it! Weekend Worst. All of you UNC fans who actually acted like that your game against Bye in the Elite Eight was going to be some kind of challenge. I'm Did sorry. They I called him. I, I called him. Oh yeah, the fans were all. It was I can see that. I can see that. I, I said bye, but it's St. Peter's. And look, St. Peter's had a hell of a run. But you're you're playing the North Edgecombe JVs. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's fair to say. Well, but they beat Kentucky. Well, all right. They had a great game. They beat Kentucky. Beat Murray State. Murray State was ranked, but I mean. Murray hey. State scaring anybody? And come on, Kentucky isn't that legit. Come on, I mean that's that's media well, hype. There, this isn't vintage Kentucky. They beat Purdue, and I mean Matt yeah. Painter. That, that, I think Purdue is their most legit win. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah, but I mean Matt Painter's the coach, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Come on. But hey, I you mean, know, I, I put out people. a little stuff because I, I like to get, I like to zing my Tar Heel friends a little. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, if you look and, at your Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that, so it's a no-brainer. You know, I said, I said easiest path. What I meant to say was easiest, re- easiest regional final path. But I thought, well, no, I'm not going to go correct this because I started looking at the path. Marquette really had no business in the tournament. If you, I mean, if we're being honest, Marquette had no business in the tournament. That's fair. UNC probably didn't have any business being in the tournament if we're being completely honest. But Well, they- that's what the pundits said, but I think they had more business than Marquette. Yeah. I think uh, – you weren't getting the best version of Baylor. Had Kentucky or Duke won their conference titles, they'd have probably been the number one seed. Baylor would have been knocked back to a two. Baylor was without their top scorer. They had some other issues and injuries. Uh, UCLA's best player was not 100%, although he played well. But, uh, you know, I think Mick Cronin was not smart to take the air out of the ball in that game in the second half. And then you, you beat the bye game. Come on. Now, it's great they're there. Look, and, and I'll eat crow on this. We'll talk to Brian Geisinger about it. I I was not a believer in what Hubert was doing earlier in the year. I thought it was a dysfunctional train wreck. But After that Duke win, he really turned things around. I think the team really started to buy in. Coach K. Came in, we're gonna We're going to have a – we're going to have Geisinger talk about that. I don't want to harp too much on that. I, my heart is broken, though, for the kid from Nova, Justin Moore. Yeah, that's a big loss for them. I love Jay Wright. I had Nova, Nova up there getting pretty far in the tournament, but uh, that's that's definitely a big loss. So I'm pulling for Nova big time, though. I, I look, I in a Sweet Sixteen pick'em I did the other week. I had it Duke and Nova in the championship game. I think that's that's a solid pick. I mean, I lean a little bit more towards Kansas, but obviously you didn't know Justin Moore was going to be hurt. Correct. And and I was looking at the Ken Palm earlier. They've got it a one-point game, but Ken Palm doesn't factor in the injuries. So, yeah, what's Vegas have it as a four-point spread at this point? I mean, that that tells you how legit Jay Wright is that it's a four-point spread. Yeah, I think he's the better right now, and I think you agree with me when it comes to the four head coaches in the uh, the Final Four right now. I think he's the best one in my opinion, just right now. Like right now, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, not resume, I mean, just right now. Right, Kay's pretty good. Kay's actually doing a little coaching, uh, but you can't. Boy, Bill Self would love to get a second one, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think Bill, it's 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 one of those one A one B situations. But I lean a little bit more towards Jay Wright. But if you say no, Bill Jay Self, Wright's fabulous, I, I yeah. can't argue against that. Yeah. Um, let's uh, do our pirate report, shall we, Ben? Let's do that right now. 
And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Let's start with a little football. Uh, no show tomorrow because the baseball game's moved up, but we'll have Coach Houston right now scheduled to be in studio with us uh, 5 o'clock on Wednesday. This is Coach Houston after Saturday's first scrimmage of spring ball. Cut 17. All right, good first scrimmage. I don't know how many plays we went with a bunch, though. So a lot of energy, um, lots of positives. You know, obviously there's lots of stuff to correct. First scrimmage, you always got stuff to correct. But I thought we saw a lot of positives today. And I'll tell you what, uh, we got two running backs that are pretty dang good now. So uh, uh, I'm glad they play for us and not against us. But uh, really, really positive week this week. And just I I love the way we finished the week. Um, And so I think, you know, we've got a chance now to catch our breath over the weekend, look at the film, get better on Monday. Okay, and work towards next week and have a better scrimmage next week than what we had today. Coach, uh, talking about those two uh, running backs in greater detail right now. Those two running backs, I'm telling you. Holy cow. I mean, Mason hit uh, Keaton on a check down, and, I mean, he made he, he should have scored. He, got, he made it all the way down to the five. But then in Rajay, just the way he's, the way he's hitting the hole and, you know, contact, the way he's accelerating through contact. Uh, I just, you know, they just did so many positive things uh, in the snaps that we had them out there. You know, if uh, Rajay Harris and uh, the aforementioned there, Keaton Mitchell, stay healthy, uh, that's that's going to be some real assets, some real weapons. And, and I'm not saying you're going to replace all the productivity right now that you stand to miss. But I think that's those are some guys that have, especially with Mitchell, some versatility, could do some different things. Sneed was a huge loss. I mean, he got you some big plays and won you some games this year. But I think with these guys getting better, we saw how good they were in their freshman and sophomore years. I mean, imagine now they got experience under their belt, how good they're going to be. You also just don't know the status of C.J. Johnson at this point. And uh, so, I mean, you're looking at productivity, uh, you know, Omotosho. You're looking at some guys needing to step up. Uh, We'll get a little more on that in a moment. Uh, Mike Houston on who else stood out in the scrimmage? Well, I mean, I, I thought Kerry King had a good day today. Um, you know, we're using a, a, a lot of different personnel settings, and so Ryan Jones was in the slot some today. Tyler Savage is in the slot some today. Um, all those guys had multiple catches. Who is stepping up as uh, the inside receiver with uh, Sneed departure? Uh, Coach Houston on that. Well, I mean, I, I thought Kerry King had a good I think that was the yeah, answer to the question. It. That's on me. I think you, yeah. I would. So let's go back to the cut before where who else stood up or stood out in the scrimmage. I thought Holton had a really uh, a really solid day today. I thought Mason looked very very sharp today. You know, really excited about him and the way he's he's come on. Um, you know, really want to look at the film with some other guys, but had uh, had some young receivers that uh, had some positive production today. I thought our our first offensive line uh, looked very very sharp. Uh, I thought our defense you know, flew around, had a lot of intensity. So I'm just telling you, there's lots of positives today. Got a lot of reports about Garcia just slinging it out there, looking great. And I got a lot of reports about the two running backs and then the ECU defensive backs look good. This is There's depth, there's quality depth, there's some good players on this team. Mike Houston on utilizing the tight ends more this season. We're going to be in a lot of 12 personnel. And the great thing is, you know, Ryan is – 
uh, really improved with blocking. And so now, I mean, you can be in, in 12 personnel and be in a, a true 12 personnel formation where you can you can sit there and split those guys out and be in a you know a spread formation. So uh, it's it's a, it's a deal where they're and, they're and they're handling it mentally, which that's the tough thing. I mean, it's it ain't as easy as everybody thinks. I mean, it's, it's that's been the big question is can they handle it mentally? And, and certainly I think they've shown that they can. And let's uh, get a coach on special teams here. Cut 23. I think punter's really, really good. Uh, Luke Larson, obviously, is you know, that's what he came here to do, uh, and he's been very sharp. Um, uh, freshman Andrew uh, Conrad, uh, I think he is he has come on and shown he's got a, a shot at both kicking and punting. Uh, Dave Chappelle's done some good things. Hit a really big punt there at the end. Um, so uh, you know, really, you know, really pleased with those guys. Uh, you know, Daffer I think was three for three on the field goals today. Uh, and then Carson Smith got a couple of kicks, and I think Andrew also got a kick. All right, uh, quick couple of comments from Josh Moylan I wanted to play from uh, the weekend. Took some time away from the team back now, and uh, Moylan uh, talking about his home run he hit on Friday night. Uh, well, I just went up with an approach. You know, Coach G was telling us just go up and hunt the fastball, and I uh, took a step off the play because I knew he was going to try to come in. So then uh, I, got, I ended up getting the pitch, first pitch, so I just took a swing at it, and, Thankfully, it was a good enough swing to get it out of the yard, but just going up there with a simple approach. He talked about improving his man- mentality at the plate. Oh, uh, you know, it's not it's not too many changes. It's more uh, more mental adjustments, pretty much. It's more uh, where I'm trying to hit the ball, what I'm thinking when I'm in the box, more just a, a laid-back kind of relaxed approach instead of overthinking things because, you know, I mean, when you start overthinking things, it just uh, tends to turn out not the way you're expecting Josh Groves gave him a great start on Sunday. Coach Godwin, though, uh, in cut 16 here, talking about his players have to step it up. They uh, got a little lackadaisical on uh, in the latter innings of uh, Sunday's game. Not more than I hoped for because we should have been 5-0, but we just can't sustain consistency mentality-wise. And, of course, it all falls back on me. But uh, there's some guys in this locker room need to check themselves and look in the mirror, and it's not the guys that are everyday guys. It's guys that we need to help us out on the mound instead of having to go to Spivey and Mayhew and Sailor every single day and also pitching Ryder Giles and Agnos. Interesting. All right, uh, maybe you're tired of working every weekend. Maybe you're fed up with uh, working too many hours. You're bored with your job. You want to make more money in a new career. Victra is the largest independent retailer. For one of the nation's largest cellular providers, and Victra's Greenville Contact Center is now hiring. Victra has open positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Great benefits, incredible commission potential. You get paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill. Access to wages prior to payday and 401k matching. You can earn top dollar while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Victra, still trying to hire a lot of people here in the month of March. You can get in on it. Apply online now, pit-jobs.com. That's pit is in pitcounty-jobs.com. We'll talk to Brian Geisinger from ACC Sports next, Duke Carolina in the Final Four. And uh, we'll do that after this from Ben Byram. Thanks, Patrick. Big weekend for Pirate Nation, but first, some major news out of ECU basketball as Kristen Newton has announced that he will enter the transfer portal. Newton stated on Twitter, ECU, thank you for welcoming me in with open arms. I want to thank my teammates and coaches because without you guys, 
I am no one. Meanwhile, ECU football held their first scrimmage on Saturday. Here was Coach Houston's initial thoughts afterwards. He talked about what are the key things he's looking for in a scrimmage. Competition. That's the big thing. It's just competing at a high level, um, executing. Uh, you know, we've got about uh, six or eight metrics that we're going to use to measure, uh, and you know, point of contact, you know, turnovers, uh, execution, uh, yards after contact for the for the ball carriers. You know, missed tackles or tackles made for the defense, uh, and you just really want to see, you know. You want to see improvement and you just want to see you execute and look like, you know, a good football team. You know, you'd like to see it, you know, first scrimmage. You're not going to see it first scrimmage because it's just, it's still new. I mean, we're only however many practices in. But, uh, you know, hopefully next week and you should, and I would expect to see much sharper execution. And then for the spring game, you, you, you want to look like a good football team. From ECU baseball, the Diamond Bucks won two games to one in their home series against VCU over the weekend, wrapping up with a 5-2 loss to the Rams. Yesterday, Coach Godwin was obviously disappointed speaking to the media and calling out his guys to step up. He takes blame for the loss, though, and uh, claims that maybe they wasted a really good start by Josh Groves. Yeah, I mean, we're having to go to those same guys. It's my fault. I shouldn't have ran Groves. That was his longest outing, and he just looked so good. But... It's not the pitch count, it's just having to sit down, get back up, sit down, get back up. He had done his job and we just ruined a great start offensively because uh, I thought we were really good. Uh, offensively, we were putting pressure on them through five innings and then I thought the sixth of the uh, seventh innings, eighth inning, I thought was just very lethargic and we thought we were going to win the game. And the Pirates are back in action tomorrow as they host NC State. First pitch for that game has been moved up to 4.30 due to frigid temperatures later in the evening. Live play-by-play -play coverage begins right here on the flagship station, the ECU Pirates, 94.3 the game at 4.15. ECU softball had a big weekend after clinching their first AAA series against Memphis yesterday, winning two out of three games and beating the Tigers 7-4 yesterday. Pirates sophomore infielder Jocelyn Alonzo was tabbed AAC Player of the Week after her performance last week. She batted 5.46, going 6-4-11 with four runs scored, eight RBIs, and 12 total bases. And wrapping up, ECU women's lacrosse, they got a big 13-10 victory over Campbell, which garnered recognition by the conference for Pirate freshman goalkeeper Bryn Knight, who was named AAC Defensive Player of the Week, while freshman in attack Leah Bestany and junior midfielder Ellie Bromley were tapped to the AAC Weekly Honor Roll. That's going to do it for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. When we return, Brian Geisinger on the Final Four and much more here on the other side of this quick timeout on the Patrick Johnson Show. Play there, Panthers. Good, baby. Very good. The P-Man. Uh, put it This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94-3, the game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Warren's Hot Dog Pizza. Homemade lemonade. Hey, Pirate Nation, Warren's now has two locations. In Greenville, across from Ron Ayers Motorsports, and the new Chocowinity location next to the fire department. Stop in today for hot dogs, pizza, subs, apple and peach turnovers, homemade lemonade, and breakfast in Chocowinity featuring homemade cheese, ham and chicken biscuits, plus sausage dogs, and more. Warren's Hot Dogs. Want some? Get some. Go Pirates! Hey, I'm Gray Fussell. I'm a fourth-generation winemaker at Dupa Winery and a proud alumnus of ECU. I'd love for you to visit with us in Rose Hill or North Myrtle Beach or look for our delicious fruity wines in your favorite store or on our website. As always, thank you for your support. 
And now that I work full time with my dad, I understand why mom enjoys a glass of our Hatteras Red every night. Thanks for drinking Duplin and go Pirates. Need to insure a boat in Edenton, a business in Elizabeth City, a car in Greenville? How about a farm truck in Columbia or a home on the Outer Banks? Weatherly Insurance Agency, an independent insurance agency with five locations in eastern North Carolina, is here to help. Weatherly Insurance Agency has agents you can get to know because they're your neighbors and live in your town. Call today, 888-OBX-2-IBX or on the web at weatherlyinsurance.com. From the Outer Banks to the Inner Banks, Weatherly Insurance has you covered. Chico's in downtown Greenville is celebrating 39 years in business all month during March with a special anniversary menu. Grab your amigos and enjoy blasts from the past menu favorites like Cancun oysters, chili dog, costillas, and the pollo limon. The celebration doesn't stop with your favorite Mexican food. Drop in for one of those famous Chico's margaritas in the bar or outside on the patio. Hurry in. The celebration menu ends March 31st. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. Pirate Baseball lives right here on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. ACCSports.com and one of the excellent contributors to uh, Sports Channel 8's podcast that airs three times a week. Uh, video broadcast as well. It's uh, the great Brian Geisinger. Time to talk ball with him. The One of the best analytical and just good analysis on basketball. Well, not good, just great analysis on basketball. Finest minds you'll ever find in this. The great Brian Geisinger joins us here. BG, uh, here we go. Strap up and let's, let, let's do it. Duke UNC later this week. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I feel like I feel like everyone in the, the media around the state here is sort of like agonizing over it, and I'm I'm choosing to cut in the opposite direction. I think this is this is this is unique. It's fun, and uh, you know, hopefully we get a pretty good encore product as well. All right, I want to ask you. I, I want to you you know just the numbers, what you've observed, how they're playing. I mean, let's face it. UNC beat the Broughton JVs yesterday. Doesn't take anything <laughs> away. From the St. Peter's yeah, uh, story, I mean, yeah. I always thought the Peacocks, the Peacocks is like the made-up mascot on like Saved by the Bell for the team they're playing, <laughs> or, yeah, or, or like or like the team that uh, Carlton was the mascot for on Fresh Prince before <laughs> Will Smith slapped somebody. It's like the made-up, yeah. you know, the made-up uh, name. So that's why it was yeah. hard to. And look, that was a great story. It was fabulous. I love the fact they knocked off Kentucky. Who does not? But yeah. But I mean, let's let's be honest. This this gloom and doom going into yesterday, child, please. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, yeah the the UNC fan perspective that you know they weren't going to just just stomp all over this team uh, was uh, a little ridiculous, and I think that was evidenced by any projection model that was looking at the game, any uh, you know any. Uh, money line or gambling line for the game. All of this stuff pointed to UNC being heavily favored, and that, that doesn't come from nowhere. That comes from you know UNC being an insanely good basketball team with a couple future NBA players on it, and St. Peter's being literally a 15th seed. And so, yeah, what we saw yesterday was like, in my mind, was like the equivalent of a 2 versus 15, you know? And, but it just happened to be <laughs> with the Final Four on the line. So nothing, nothing away from St. Peter's, like this really – 
an incredibly fun story. Uh, Shaheen Holloway is going to you know, cashed in head of the seat hall. That's yeah. really cool. Good for him. And uh, and maybe some of those guys will get if they want to stay at St. Peter's. That's cool. If not, maybe they'll be able to transfer and get to a you know use use that run to get themselves to a to play for a, a Big Ten school or an ACC team or you know whatever. Plus, they got to the Elite Eight. Not don't take away anything from that. But yeah, come on. You and the, some of the angst coming from the fan base uh, heading into that game, I thought was uh, a little over the top. Well, I think a lot of it was more pressure that Duke had already gotten there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for 100%. If Duke doesn't win the day before, I think on Saturday, I think, yes, I think the, the again, the over, more painting with broad brushes here, but I think, yes, the overwhelming fan right, right. Uh, psyche heading into Sunday is completely different. Yeah, I agree. All right, the great Brian Geisinger, ACCSports.com. Here's the thing that uh, is interesting about the matchup to me. And we could get it. We've already talked a little bit about this. So we're we're selling UNC a top fifteen team in the preseason, right? Top twelve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, got dudes uh, as yeah. a plucky upstart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The roster full of a uh, five star recruits. Right, plucky as, upstart. As a, plucky upstart. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. with a hand selected yeah. successor who 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 you know wasn't slicing meat in a deli a year ago. Yeah. I mean, actually, he's been around the game and the system, and. You know, has has done a great job. Look, I was hard on Hubert Davis all year. I, I I'll eat crow on that. I think he's done a fabulous job. Yeah, he's the coach, man. Yeah, but then we got Duke, right? Yeah. Nobody had them in their bracket. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's so. How how are we resurrecting one program and the other one? Eh. I think. I mean, I think part of it has to do with like. The the media machine around UNC basketball in this state. I, I think that's I think that's definitely part of it. I think perception of Duke uh, really since they flipped the switch to an extent with like the one and done of of it. Oh, like you know, despite the fact that like no one or, or really other than I guess Duke and Kentucky one other time, no one's really won with a like predominantly you know freshman led roster that has won the NCAA tournament. Uh, but he, despite that, that it sort of seemed like, oh, well, at this point, if you beat Duke, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a massive upset because they've got they've got so 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 much talent, and yet somehow that flipped. I guess really after the UNC loss in Cameron, where all of a sudden people were sort of like doubting whether this team had it or not. Um, and then yeah, UNC with the yeah hand selected coach now that had been an assistant for over a decade that played in the NBA for over a decade that played for Dean Smith in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, they're not they're not chopped liver like by any stretch. Um I do kind of I mean I guess yeah perception is just a weird thing and the way it warped around these two teams throughout the season. I, see, I, don't I, think I don't think it's perception. I think it's just it's it's spin. It's kind of narrative is what I and I think it's a wrong yeah. narrative. And I think you hit the nail on the yeah. head. Where do the majority yeah, of journos in this state come from? That journalism school. That, yeah. that, there's a there's yeah. a collective media chip on the show. And look, we all have fun, especially in this part of the state with, you know, there's going to be high fives in the media room and, you know, the yeah, press right. box is quiet when ECU scored 63 on uh, Fedora's football team. I mean, we all have fun with that, right? Yeah. But, yeah, there, right, but, right. but there's a little bit of truth in our jokes in that, you know, there was there seemed to be a lot of fans especially – and a few others that we, we both know and like very well seem to be really, really giddy three weeks ago. 
<laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, I mean, people the the loss that Duke had in Cameron, it was not a normal loss for a lot of for a lot of reasons, and some of that was like to an extent, I guess, self inflicted on on Duke's part. Yeah, as absolutely, as how they they made the game into a spectacle uh, beyond just just another chapter in, in Duke UNC, which is already like you know a, a big a big deal. Um, but yes, the way that game ended with UNC as, uh, as the victor, there were a lot of fans, media types, perhaps some overlap that, uh, <laughs> were certainly, were certainly willing to take, uh, an extended victory lap. Uh, and look, they, look, they won the game, right? It's right. Like, it's oh, like, no, they there beat was ever a time yeah. for them. They beat them. There was ever a time for UNC to, to talk, talk to talk. Like, it's it, like they did it, you know? And so it's, and Caleb Love came alive in the second half, and had a, it's like he he gets to he gets to talk after the game. That's 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 what you get for for winning a big one like that. But um, oh no, it, the coaches of the players, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah, They're the right. ones out there doing it. So that right, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's just this. Exactly. It's just this thought that because look, here's what they did. they threw dirt on the heels after Duke went into Chapel Hill and, and smashed them. And then, yeah, right. And then yeah. the same people are throwing dirt on the on the on the old seventy five year old Polish grandpa. He's yeah, yeah. Well, like that 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 that's the like that that's a, that's one con like one that's one conversation. The other thing that you brought this up a second ago, like if people hadn't got, I think if if some fans in media hadn't gotten so low after some of the mid season losses, like two of the losses that everyone was freaking out about were Miami and Wake Forest, right? And like Pretty Miami teams. just went to the Elite Eight, and Wake Forest like probably should have made the NCAA tournament. Had the Player of the Year in the conference, the Coach of the Year in the conference, and with Alana Williams and Jake Laravia, at least two NBA players on the roster. And that game was in Winston Salem. So yeah. it's like you know, it's like because everyone got so far low eight weeks ago after those losses that when this team just continued to play basketball games. And because they're good and they're well coached, they have good players on the roster and players that fit together, especially Brady Manick and Armando Baycott, like that turned out to be just an incredible one two punch at the four and five this year for them. That like all of a sudden it, it seemed like they had just completely like overcome. Right. They they completely you know, they just found this new gear. And like I don't know, they like maybe within the team they they, they truly do feel that. But ultimately they lost on the road to good teams. To like really good team and lost at home to Pitt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a cut. Like yeah, that that one gets like breezed past. Honestly, right. Right. you know the, the the nadir of the season always seems to be this like the wake and Miami losses in in January. Um, and just look, my my thoughts on UNC have stayed pretty consistent all season, which was they're a really good offensive team. Like that all season long, even even when they were losing some of these games still a top 20, top 25 offense nationally in terms of efficiency. Um, the, the, the red flag was always the defense. The defense played better in recent weeks. They, 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 they're at this point now, they're probably a top top 35, top 40 defense nationally. But um, the, my thought was always that they have good pieces, they have good players. Baycott and Manic, those guys fit so well together, they cause matchup problems. And I always thought if you give R.J. Davis more share of the playmaking duties, that there would be probably just the ball would be taken care of a little bit better as well. And that if you could squeeze anything more out of the defense, then they would probably continue to win a lot of games because like, again, the offensive personnel in the X and O's of Hubert Davis have been very good so far this season. So there was no reason 
to, to like freak out and abandon shit mid season. And then all of a sudden now, because of that, this team comes across like, yeah, they're, yeah, like they're not a blue blood, which they absolutely are. Uh, and again, right. with a roster that's just stocked with top 25 to top 50 recruits. Plucky upstarts, um, yes. Um, yeah. So yeah. what you said about UNC, I, I almost think Brian kind of applies to Duke a little bit. Defense during these last, certainly three games, has just gotten better. Yeah, and and, and against and against the uh, you know some teams that you know Arkansas and Texas Tech really really good teams, but two teams that are probably better defensively you know than they than, yeah. than they are on the offensive end. But even yeah. look, Michigan State's a really good offensive team, and I guess MSU scored pretty well and pretty efficiently in that game. They hit they shot I think fifty percent from three in that game, but. Um, well, I mean, yes. it's adequate. I think the defense is playing, making enough plays. They're closing out possessions. Definitely. But- well, there was there was that four game stretch, which was the UNC game, and then the three games at the ACC tournament where Duke's defense was just straight bad, right? Yeah. And some of that was like probably some bad luck, like teams got hot and shot well from deep. But yes, the defense has been noticeably better in the postseason, and I do think that helps a little bit that the offense is clicking a little bit more as well. Um, and just you're making the opponent take the ball out of the net. And come across against the set defense as opposed to be, you know being able to get out in transition and attack off of misses. I think that has helped too. And I think Duke's offense has also started to like click, and it's been good all season. But I think it's just clicking at a at a, at a better rate now than it was uh, prior to really the NCAA tournament. And then um, two other quick real things. Appreciate you doing this today, by the way. Two quick, uh, really quick things. Um, I, certainly, I think Kansas has got to be the favorite with the injury to Moore and Villanova which is heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, right now, whoever wins that is going to be kind of sitting pretty, I would have to imagine. Yeah, I mean, I think I was looking at uh, some projection numbers earlier today, and yeah, Kansas has, it was according to the, like, I mean, take these with a grain of salt, but according to the, the 538 projections, they had Kansas as the, having the best over, of the four teams remaining, having the best odds to win the championship, in part because, like, as good as Villanova is, and they're they're super good. They're really well coached, but man, Kansas is awesome. And they've got with with Christian Brown and with O'Shea Abaji, they've got multiple NBA players on the wing. Um, they're elite on both sides of the court, and so I just think they've got. I think, like obviously, like they're you know the, the title game is going to be tough no matter what, and we're probably projected for Duke Kansas, but I could see it breaking down a couple of different ways. But my guess would be. Kansas has the easier of the two final four matchups. So they're probably like some percentage more likely to make it to the title game. And so just by virtue of having a slightly easier pass to the title game, you overall have a little bit better shot of winning the, the national title. But, um, you know, if we get, if we get Duke Kansas or, or Duke UNC, the, you know, it's, it's going to be a heavyweight fight, fight in the, in the title game. Um, and yeah, I just think that you're getting Villanova without one of their most important yeah. uh, two-way players I, with Justin Moore. I, I hate again; it's such a gnarly injury, and it yeah, yeah. It just it's really really tight. And Nova's been great. All right, who do you like Saturday? Uh, if if you're giving us a pick <sighs> for the finals, who's, who's getting <laughs> there? All right, you obviously Man. think Kansas is probably the favorite against Nova. Right? Yeah, yeah, I like Kansas against Nova. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it, you know none, none of these scenarios would surprise me but yeah i would take in the first game i would take kansas over nova and i would take um you know assuming duke has, has in fact shored up some of these defensive issues yeah i i would take duke 
slightly over UNC, but it's close. Like, I think if Duke and UNC played 100 times, I think Duke wins 60 of them or 55. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think yeah, this is but, – yeah. but I will say I think they're – I think they're better. Uh, I think they have, you know, they've got they've got more talent, and I think my hope the or the hope should be that um, that Duke, even though there's going to be a lot of pressure on them in this game, that it's different than all of that was going into the regular season finale, right? Right. Where again, it got built up into the spectacle, and so maybe even though the stakes are higher now, it's literally winner go home, it's the final four, but that they've gotten beyond that that really big speed bump which was case finale and everything that went into that and all of the hype and all of it, those, all of the narratives, everything and that, that maybe they can play a little bit more loosely and free now, but uh, you know, who knows how people are going to react once you, once you throw them into the, the blender of a, of a final four against your rival, like it's without precedent. So it's, it's impossible to gauge, but um, I think maybe, you know, Duke can be psychologically can be a little bit more clear than they were, uh, you know, three weeks ago in Durham. Hey, Brian, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk with you more soon. Thanks. Sounds good. Enjoy the game. Will do. We'll be back to wrap it up after this Patrick Johnson show. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Longer days, warmer weather. This is that time of year you need to be enjoying life without pain. Hi, everybody. It's Patrick Johnson. Time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here and all over America get real, lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated, cutting-edge natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life-changing. You can get back to moving like you used to with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery's your next option, don't do it. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation and a free second opinion. Learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments. Enjoy this time of year doing what you love. Call QC Kinetics. 252-756-PAIN. That's 252-756-PAIN. 252-756-PAIN. Start something new in 2022 by continuing your education with short-term training at Pitt Community College. PCC's continuing education programs are available for those interested in a new career path, preparing for the workforce, or updating their current skills. Continuing education classes are offered online, in hybrid format, and face-to-face, with many being offered free of charge. Visit pitcc.edu today and let us help you in 2022. Time for a weather update, and yup, there's still weather outside. It's a temperature. It could rain or not. It's either hot or cold. So wear a jacket or don't. Anyway, good luck. Unclear information isn't helpful, which is why when your car needs repair, head to Meineke Car Care Centers. With Meineke e-inspection, we'll send photos and technician notes straight to your phone, telling you what should be fixed and why. Get a basic oil change starting in 1995. Meineke, doing car care right. At participating locations, terms and conditions apply. 
Your vehicle packs a load of safety features to protect you in an accident. At North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, it's our job to protect you just as well after an accident. With fast claim service from local agents, our auto coverage is a lot like an airbag. We hope you never need to use it, but we're right there and ready just in case you do. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance. Helping you is what we do best. North Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Insurance of North Carolina, and Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, an independent licensee of Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. In Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car, home, life, or your health. You'll be working with neighbors you can trust. People like Alan Hill or Tony Boyd. These agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams. These Farm Bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products, but they are also tuned in to the Greenville community. Again, contact Alan Hill or Tony Boyd today at Farm Bureau Insurance in Greenville. 252-756-3165. That's 252-756-3165. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, our Cliff Godwin segment today. You can check it out on the podcast. It is uh, inside the ECU clubhouse with Coach Godwin. And it is uh, presented by the Gavigate Agency at Healthwise Pharmacy. So check it out there. Good conversation with him. The game moved up to 4.30 tomorrow, so we will uh, be yielding to baseball coverage back on Wednesday with Coach Mike Houston live in the studio for the Patrick Johnson Show 5-6. And uh, thanks to Ben Byram. Thanks to Brian Geisinger, accsports.com. We'll catch you Wednesday. Two things every American does, die and pay taxes. Well, there's a third, watch television. Listen, we all watch TV, but it doesn't need to be cabled. With a new dish about the size of a pizza dish installed on your home, you have TV of the future. Did you know with this new home service, you can watch TV at home on any computer or tablet that has the internet, even on your phone. Watch TV anywhere in the country, all with this new dish TV service. You can go on vacation and take your TV service with you. Even let your kids watch it at college. All for one low price. Locked in for two years and guaranteed to be cheaper than your cable bill. Call right now. 800-476-6087. That's 800-476-6087. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your